Shit, hey y'all, I'm not gonna use real meat in this. It's gonna be meatless crumbles. So, um, welcome to another episode. It's just like full-on sugar cubes. It's not meat, though. <laughs> well, she pro- she didn't... She said powdered sugar, but I bet you she'd use stevia. Ew. That's not the same thing. She bakes everything with fake sugar. Yeah, but that's obviously not helping her. No. No. I don't know. I mean, I just enjoy watching her. End up with diabetic shock. Diabetes? Sometimes I think I have diabetes. Probably. Yeah. What are your symptoms? I pee the bit. <laughs> My eyesight randomly shuts off. <laughs> you. Okay, bedwetting and loss of vision. Uh, and then whenever I haven't eaten in a long period of time, I get really sad. <laughs> yep. I get sad like Tony. <laughs> yep. That's pretty sad, though. Uh, he has been sad lately. Okay. Just, just in August, he was sad? Just when he forgot that red wine. Oh, my God. Do not bring that up. <laughs> okay, it's done. He was so mad. <laughs> I know. He was seething. I haven't seen him since then. I mean, he told us that he hates you. He didn't even want to live with a roommate room with me in New Orleans. He, like, bailed on me last second. So I was like, okay. Yeah. That sucks. You should wow. have heard him talking. He really does too. hate me. Then he didn't even stay on the whole trip with you guys. No. Just to avoid me. Yep. And I wasn't even there. He thought you were coming. Yeah. That's we true. told him you were coming. That makes sense. Yep. Ah, uh, makes sense. <gasps> Welcome to our spoopy podcast. Yeah, just when we stir the pot and make a little bit of drama that Tony will never hear. Tony doesn't listen to this <laughs> <No>. podcast. <laughs> I think he told me he didn't even last time that podcast. he was here. He listened to an episode. <laughs> was it the one that he was on? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like the first one. <laughs> episode one. <laughs> Oh, let me just take a little listen. <laughs> See what those two boys over there were doing. Oh my god, one of the best backhanded compliments I've gotten about this podcast was, oh, I'm really scared to listen to this podcast because I've met both Spencer and Chris, and I'm not certain if it'll actually be good. And then I listened to it and I was like, okay, it's not bad. <laughs> who, who the fuck was that? Uh, the Th- Thomas's friend Josh. <laughs> Oh. He said, it's not, surprisingly, it's not bad. <laughs> Bitch. No, no, he said it's good. <laughs> he corrected himself. <laughs> said, no, it's good. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, fucking better be good. We're spending lots of time and energy doing this just for you. You know what I feel like? I feel like the uh-huh. cat meme right now. Because you're like kind of slouched over in, in the chair right now. Wait, let me get my face right. Okay. <laughs> Real life memes. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that cat from? His like, name is his name is Smudge. I follow him on Instagram <laughs> because shut I'm the fuck obsessed up. with the cat meme. <laughs> what does he do on the Instagram? Uh, he just hold on. Let me see. Let me see if I can find Smudge. <laughs> uninterested in things. Yes. Look at him. His name is Smudge Lord. <laughs> He's so cute. Is he always at the table? <laughs> I don't know. He does a bunch of things. Look, he's living life. He's doing cat things. Wow. Yeah, so if you want to find out where the cat is from with all the cat memes that are circulating the internet right now, you can go follow smudge underscore lord (laughs) when you're also searching for our spoopy podcast on Instagram. At our spoopy podcast.com. Yeah, exactly. Um, Smudge lord has (laughs) 1.2 million followers. Yep. I'm going to take a picture of my dog. And be like, look, he's a meme. (laughs) <laughs> just make a meme of him barking. Yeah. People will say it's the tear your arm off dog. Yeah. He has to tear your arm off dog. No, he almost not. ripped his ar- my arm off. When? He almost. Those noodles. 
Thomas told me that they weren't noodles. They're noodles. <laughs> I got strong muscles now. I mean, it's not like thin spaghetti, but it's at least linguine. Can we go rigatoni? No, Big. now you're down to egg noodles. Okay. What about like angel hair balls? <laughs> <laughs> Think of the vermicelli. Uh, okay. Well, uh... At what point can I be bow tie? <laughs> On your wedding day. Okay. That's when I'll be bow tie pasta. Yeah. If that's if I... Big if, girl. <laughs> well, those arms would be weird. <laughs> I feel like you could fly if you had bow tie pasta for arms. I feel like that would also be like if I gained a bunch of... What... No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Why would your elbows be so small still? Don't question science. <laughs> and your hands would be huge. <laughs> Huge hands, tiny elbows, giant giant shoulders. shoulders. That's bow ties. I feel like that's how children draw arms. Just triangles. <laughs> triangles with more triangles on them. Oh my god. That is like one of the funniest rabbit holes I think I've ever gone down. Is like laughing at people's kids' drawings of certain things would say, oh, it's an owl. And it's like this fucked up, like, poop turd. So I've been tutoring these children. Oh, boy. Um, and I was like, draw your mom. And they were like, and they both burst out in laughter. I was like, why? Why, are you, why is your mom so funny? Why am I so funny? And then they drew pictures, and I was like, she looks hideous. I don't even know what your mom looks like, but I don't want to see her. She looks awful, and I honestly don't know if she's alive. You, or if you, she's a monster. She has no eyes. What sort of creature is that? It has snake tails. Do you live in a cave? Are you Sonny Bean? And then a woman walks in, and she's like, come on. I'm like, that does not look right. Look, do you see how these two are not the same? You tell the kids, like, um, excuse me, this is what your children think of you, Mom. <laughs> Have you seen the, the white people tweet where it's like, he, this kid is showing his dad a picture, and the dad's like, okay, let's go outside really quick. And he shows the house, and he's like, do you see how it absolutely isn't? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Shame those kids. <laughs> yeah. You suck at drawing. Suck. Never try anything. <laughs> You're terrible at everything. Get over it. Honestly. Yeah. Um, so, do we have any announcements? Do we have anything to cover um, before we... Oh! Yeah, because this will come out on Sunday. Next, not this coming Saturday, because you won't hear those. Saturday, November 30th. Dixie will be at a drag show at Guavalam for Houston Gamers Drag Show. Wow. Uh, performing with Carmina Vavra, uh, who is on this podcast, um, and Blackberry, uh, who we all know from Dragon On, as well as someone else. I don't remember their name. Whoops. Um, but we're doing cosplay stuff. So wow. I'll be cosplaying a surprise um, from a new game that recently came out that I'm obsessed with right now. Pokemon. Oh, um, I was going to say. <laughs> So we got a Pokemon it's cosplay. Little Mama's Kitchen cooking, right? Yes. Uh, Overcooked. Did you, have you played Overcooked? No. Oh my god, that game is lit. <laughs> is it on Switch? Yeah. Do you have to do things like chop it with the yeah. controller? Yeah, you have to... No, no, no. You don't chop it with the controller. You just press the A button. Or the oh. X button. Or something like that. <laughs> no, I want to yeah. chop. I wanna, no, this one is like, you have to do a certain number of plates in a certain number of time and then get that on the... Whatever. To Out burn of the stars and blah, blah, blah. You should open a restaurant. I should. Do you not know how to do that? Nope. <laughs> nope. Didn't just... Yes. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, in four days. This oh, comes out be before. It's like, it's not four days, right? Um, this math is so hard. Podcast math is worse than, like, 
It's not toilet as bad as pa- It's worse than toilet paper math. Toilet paper math is great. Toilet pepper. Also, uh, paper towel math. Yeah, the same thing. Pretty One cool. mega roll is worth four, four ultra rolls. And four ultra rolls is equal to seven regular rolls. And a giant roll is equal to, like, I don't know, 13 regular rolls? So, that math equals... <laughs> So, How many giant rolls are mega rolls? Basically, you're getting a really good deal here. <laughs> Just buy our brand. Right. <laughs> Do they work? No. Um, what was I saying? You're going to be in a direction. Oh, yeah, Thanksgiving's drag show. coming up. Um, we took like four tangents. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'll be in a drag show and I will potentially be doing some sort of reveal. So, um, reveal? You might have to come out and see, ladies. <laughs> Where is it at? Guava Lamp. Guava. On <gasps> Saturday. This Saturday? No, no next, next Saturday. Saturday. The 30th. Yes. November, November 30th. Oh, we're not coming. Yeah, because you're gone. Yeah. Yeah. This is awkward. <laughs> oh, well. Um, oh, well. <laughs> not missing much. I'll probably, I am going to assign someone to uh, video record it. Video record it this time. Is it going to be Savannah? Is she going to Lufkin? Oh, I don't know. I wander. Where are you going? My mind. Oh. It's a scary place, bitch. Wander. It's a stormy, stormy battleground right now. I mean, uh, well, you came in here <laughs> in such a huff. A huff. I stormed through the door. You broke my door Kennedy with your face. Kennedy almost ate me when I came inside. He was like, meow. Just yep. like that. That's, that's my dog's noise. <laughs> that sounds just like him. Hey, Ken. <laughs> hey, Ken. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, you ready to spoop? Wait, do we have any announcements? Does Abras have any other announcements? Besides Thanksgiving and Dixie, good. We got the thumbs up. Okay, so we're we're, we're doing well. We're doing well. We're so doing we just got a congratulations that our f- podcast is great. First in twenty eight weeks. Yep, I like that. Oh wait, cool. were we? Are we going to announce that? Are we doing that, or is that something no. we wait on? No, not us. No, I thought you said it was us. Not these ones. The no. contest. There's no contest. There's no contest. No. Okay. <laughs> no, we're not. It's doing like it. a, a game of Super Smash Brothers, but you quit. That's no it. contest. Okay. Okay. So, uh, and then you do the weird like Donkey yeah, Kong clap. <laughs> I like the Princess Peach clap. <laughs> I'm a lady. I mean, right. All right. Oh, Carm. Um. Yeah. So I'm gonna start spooky okay. things. Okay. Because I'm first. It's my turn. No. Stop talking. It's my turn. But if you're no, <laughs> okay. Okay. So <laughs> let's get into it. Uh, have you ever heard of Charles Sobrage? No. Am I supposed to? We have some background noise. We got some feedback. I can hear you. Huh? I can hear you. Who's yelling? I can hear the, the mic. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Charles Sobrage was like an international man of mystery. <gasps> I'm so glad that I'm still doing International November because I got to read about things like Charles Sobrage. I continued with that as well. Um, because he did a lot. In multiple countries? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Let's do it. Let's like dive in. so many countries. Okay. Um, so, and I, I think that's really cool because we don't hear a lot about anything from Southeast Asia. Oh my god! In the way of murders, at least. 
if I ran away from Houston, I'd somehow end up in San Antonio. Like, Mom, I ran away. And she's like, you're at my house. <laughs> you're closer. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Run away back to Houston. Go be with the... No, I'm going to say that. Homeless people. <laughs> oh That's God. what I wasn't going to say, and I decided to say it anyways. Don't shame me. Oh, you homeless now? Yep. No. Stop looking at us. <laughs> Spooby. Uh, so he ran away to Saigon all the time. Uh, after his father finally agreed to let him stay, uh, he wrecked his car. Oh my God. So his father was mad. Man. Stop wrecking my car. Um, so he sent some Was brush. this his actual father or stepfather? This is his actual father. In Saigon? Yes. Okay. Uh, his actual father sent him to live with relatives in India. Oh, boy. So he was in Saigon. Now he's in India. Uh, he ran away from India back to Saigon to be with his father. And his father was like, I, I can't do this. How does he keep getting away? I don't know. Like, and let me just plane buy tickets are very ticket. expensive. Yeah. And it's the 40s. Yeah. Or not and, the 40s, the 50s. Yeah, but he's still a child. I don't know. I think he's in his teens here. Yeah, Yeah, but still. I don't know. I didn't take my first international trip until I was 22. (laughs) From somewhere in India, because it doesn't say, to Saigon is not that far. Maybe you could take a train. But from France to Saigon? Yeah, that's across the globe. You gotta take a... That's like a 16-hour flight. Yeah. I would guess. I don't know. I don't know math. Maybe he trekked. I don't know. He walked. He walked all the way from He walked the Silk Road. Yep. (laughs) Bringing it back. (laughs) Um, So his father sent him back to France. Um, In Paris, he was locked up twice for trying to steal cars. Um, And when he emerged from jail the second time, he had a short-lived desire to go straight. Um, Short-lived. So on December 18th, the day of the bodies of Bintanja and Hemkert were identified. Did I do that wrong? Can I do that? What the fuck? I didn't look at this today. Did you not write it today? No, I wrote it yesterday. <laughs> I wrote mine today, bitch. <laughs> the fuck? Okay, anyways. He, like, befriends this French guy um, who, his name was... Uh, Dascone or something like that. <laughs> anyways, apparently they thought that they were homosexuals together. Oh, boy. Um, but anyways, then he goes on this murdering spree. So on December 18th, the day the bodies of Bintanja and Hemker were identified, Sobraj and his uh, new wife, Leclerc, entered Nepal using the couple's passports. Uh, they met and murdered uh, Canadian Laurent Armand Carrier and Californian Connie Braz- Bronzich. Um, uh, what the fuck did I do? (laughs) Hold on. Okay, so I really fucked this up. Um. It wasn't me this time! Woo! So we're just gonna read his bio from Wikipedia. (laughs) Shout out to Wikipedia. For always keeping this podcast alive. (laughs) Honestly. It's the only way that we survive and thrive. Also that and Murderpedia. But Murderpedia gets a lot of stuff from Wikipedia. Yes. Um, okay. Well, here we are. <laughs> um, so his nickname was uh, the Bikini Killer. Oh. Because that first person that he killed uh, 
it was an American girl and she was murdered uh, in Thailand on the beach. Oh. So like... sensual. <laughs> Hair flip. <laughs> um, so. La da 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 da. So. If I was yeah, to be there's... murdered, I want to be murdered on the beach. I mean, that's a good place to be murdered. Well, there's so much sand, though. Yeah, so sandy. Oh. Huh. How are you going to get that so clean off the, that body? <laughs> Ooh, you got your body. <laughs> um, so, okay. After being paroled, he moved in with Dascogne and shared his time between, uh, between moving in the high societies of Paris and the criminal underworld. Wait, wasn't he just in Nepal? Yeah, because I fucked up the story somehow. Oh, okay. So he's not in Nepal anymore. No. He still he was just get, just got out of jail for stealing all those cars. Okay, so we're going backwards. <laughs> yes, because okay. I don't know what happened. Um, uh, he began accumulating riches through a series of burglaries and scams. Uh, during scams, this, scams. <laughs> I love that it's <clears throat> highlighted here. Like some people don't know what scams are. What is a, a scam? confidence trick? <laughs> um, during this time, Sobraj met and began a relationship with Chantal Compagnon, uh, a young Parisian Parisian woman uh, from a conservative family. Zobraj proposed marriage to Compagnon, uh, but was arrested the same day while evading police because he was driving a stolen car. Um, he was sentenced to eight months in prison. Chantal remained supportive during his prison time, uh, and they were married upon his release. Zobraj, along with pregnant Chantal, left France in 1970 for Asia to escape arrest. After traveling through Eastern Europe with fake documents, robbing tourists who they befriended along the way. They arrived in Mumbai in 1970. Um, So she gave birth to a baby girl at that time. Her name is Usha. Or Yusha? Usha. Usha. (laughs) Uh, In the meantime, Sobraj resumed his criminal lifestyle, running a car theft and smuggling operation. His profits went toward his growing gambling addiction. Oh, boy. Uh, so it's like he keeps making this money, now he's spending it all, losing it all. Yep. <clears throat> I don't know why he would gamble. I what? hate gambling. I don't understand how people can get addicted to gambling. I mean... I get... I don't like losing. So, mm-hmm. like, when I lose, I'm like, fuck! I don't want to spend more money while losing. Exactly. Um, in 1973, he was arrested and imprisoned after an unsuccess- unsuccessful armed robbery attempt on a jewelry store in the Hotel Ashoka. Sobraj was able to escape with uh, Chantal's help due to faking an illness. <laughs> but they were recaptured shortly thereafter. Sobraj borrowed money from a bail, uh, for bail from his father and uh, fled to Kabul. Wait, hold up. So he was like, <coughs> I'm sick. I can't be arrested right now. Well, he, I imagine maybe he was like, I, I'm going to throw up. And went into the bathroom and just got out the window. Oh, okay. That makes a little bit more sense. Um, so then they continued robbing tourists on the hippie trail, only to be arrested again. Uh, again, he escaped the same way that he had in India, feigning an illness <laughs> and drugging the hospital guard. Oh, boy. Uh, this time, Sobraj fled to Iran, leaving his family behind. Chantal, though still loyal to Sobraj, but wishing to leave her criminal past behind, returned to France and vowed to never see him again. Oh, God. Um, he spent the next two years on the run using many stolen passports. He loved to steal passports. But um, I feel like passports, you have to look pretty similar to the person, no? I don't know. Maybe you didn't in the 70s? Maybe. But I'm pretty sure you had to have your picture on it. Yeah. But isn't the 70s the same time as, like, the Iran, Iran hostage situation? So yeah. I feel like no one was, like, letting anyone in or out from Iran. Um, apparently... Okay. He got through. He got out. Um, so he passed through various countries in Eastern Europe and the Middle East. 
uh, and he joined his he was joined by his younger half brother Andre in Istanbul. Uh, Serbraj and Andre quickly became partners in crime, participating in various criminal activities both in Turkey and Greece. The two were eventually arrested in Athens uh, after an identity plan went awry. Uh, they were trying to switch their identities. Sobraj escaped, but his half-brother was left behind. Andre was turned over to the Turkish police by Greek authorities and served an 18-year sentence. Oh my gosh. It was like, peace. <laughs> Sorry, brother. <laughs> you got caught. Yeah. So Ain't my fault. <laughs> um, so now this section is called Murders. Murders. <laughs> On the run Wait, again. didn't we already have murders? Yeah, because I fucked it up. Beach. Well, no, he murdered that girl on the beach, though. Um, or was that I think that's later? where I'm about to be at. Oh, okay, never mind. Um, so, Man, I am trying to follow the story. <laughs> it's, maybe if I didn't fuck my shit up. Um, so, on the run again, Sobraj financed his lifestyle by posing as either a gen salesman or a drug dealer to uh, impress and befriend tourists, uh, who then he defrauded them. Of course. Um, in Thailand, Sobraj met Marie-Andre Leclerc. <clears throat> this is the Thailand girl. But she's from Canada, apparently. I thought she was American. From La Vie, Quebec, Canada. A tourist looking for an adventure. Oh, uh, that's always the one. It's like, oh, I'm in a country where there, everyone's not white. What do I do? <laughs> Let me just hang out with this guy who's a drug dealer. <laughs> Let's see what he's going to do. Um, so she became a devoted follower of him, uh, and she would turn a blind eye to his crimes. Uh, and is philandering with local women. You're in a cult. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so Braj gathered followers by gaining their loyalty. Uh, a typical scam was to help his target out of dis- difficult situations, usually that he put them in. Mm-hmm. Uh, one case, he helped two former French policemen, Yannick and Jacques, recover missing passports that Sobraj had actually stolen. Um, in another scheme, Sobraj provided shelter to a Frenchman, Dominique Lanalou, who appeared to be suffering from dysentery, but he actually poisoned the guy. Um, so finally, he was joined by a young man, uh, Ajay Chowdhury, Chowdhury uh, a fellow criminal who became his second-in-command. Um, so Braj and Chowdhury committed their first known murder in 1975. Most of the victims had spent some time with the duo before their deaths and were, uh, according to investigators, recruited by Sobraj and Chowdhury to join the pair in their crimes. Uh, Sobraj claimed that most of the murders were actually accidental drug overdoses, but investigators state that the victims had threatened to expose him. So he, so he was like, hey, let's just have one last party real fast. <laughs> just then, take this Take noodle. this giant block of heroin. just put this in your neck. Noodle? Is it my arm? Noodle yep. arms? <laughs> noodle arms. Um, tr- uh, which was the motive for murder. Uh, his first victim was a young woman from Seattle. This is who I was talking about. Uh, Teresa Knowlton, named mm. Jenny Bolivar in the book Serpentine, um, was found drowned in a tidal pool in the Gulf of Ky- Thailand wearing a flowered bikini. Oh, God. Uh, it was only months later that Knowlton's autopsy, as well as forensic evidence, proved that her drowning uh, was not a swimming accident. She was drugged up. Yep. And fell in. The I'm next victim. Here. Well, I mean, it's a kiddie pool. If you're gonna do heroin, go to the beach. <laughs> Just go sleep in the It'll water. It'll be pretty. Um, <laughs> It'll feel so nice on your skin. Those waves will just look like animals coming to eat you. Uh, come cuddle me. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then he met cuddle Vitali me Hakim. What? <laughs> Nothing. I said cuddle me heroin. <laughs> I thought I was being funny. It didn't work. That was a. We don't joke, joke about drugs, okay? You pothead. 
sip slowly. <laughs> yep. Uh, Vitaly Hakim, whose burnt body was found on a road to the Patia Resort, where Sobraj and his glowing, uh, growing clan were staying. So he's essentially kind of like a Charlie Manson. He's trying to create a cult. Yeah. In the 70s. Yeah. I'm so, getting very much like Matamoros cult vibes, the way that you're kind of describing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because of the guy drugs, that was too. Like, you know what? I got drugs. I'm kind of great. Come on. Come hang out. I'm God. See what's happening. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, I, well, no, I guess you'd have to be Kanye West. Yeah. Ugh. I'm Don't Kanye West. Me, do not even get me started on the fact that he was here this weekend. I, I mean, I loved it. That he went to that prison and then to a church. Why was he doing that? Trying to be like Are Johnny Cash or something? Joel Osteen's Chol- Joel oh, yeah, 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 yes. I'm sorry. He went to a prison and a cult. Yeah. He basically was Charlie Manson. Charles Manson. What's his name? Charlie Manson. Charles Char- Manson. Any of them. Yeah. Char. Char Manson. Um, also, Char-Man. all these people that are like, oh my God, he's so great. I'm like, no, stop. Anyways. Yes. So, um, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Dutch students Henk and Bintanja, his uh, fiance Cornelia Hemker, were invited to Thailand after meeting Sobraj. They, like many others, were poisoned by Sobraj and then nurtured back to health in order to gain their obedience. Uh, hey, I'm going to kill you. Almost. But, like, be my friend. Well, because he's like, here, take this heroin. It's great. But it's not heroin. It's, like, dysentery. Rat poison. Or something. Yeah. They're like, I feel sick. Well. you about to die. Maybe you're going to die. <laughs> Let me help you. Let me be your friend. Um, okay. So... As they recovered, uh, Sobraj was vid- visited by a previous victim's girlfriend, Charmaine Carew, who had come to investigate her boyfriend's disappearance. Fearing exposure, Sobraj and Chowdhury quickly hustled the couple out. Their bod- bodies were found strangled and murdered on December 16, 1975. Uh, soon after, Carew was found drowned, wearing a similarly styled swimsuit to that of Sobraj's first victim, Teresa Nalton. So a flowery bikini. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you would make her wear a bikini to murder her. Hey, can you dress in this? Dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, choking. Put it on. <laughs> Get in this bikini. Get in this bikini. <laughs> um, <on> or dis- <laughs> else. <laughs> you don't know. want to know what's going to happen to me. You. <laughs> You're already being choked. <laughs> already like. <laughs> um, on December 18th, the day the bodies of Bintanja and Hemker were identified, Sobraj and Leclerc entered Nepal using a uh, deceased pair's passports. They met in Nepal uh, and they murdered Laurent Carrier and Connie Bronzich. Uh, two victims were incorrectly identified uh, in some sources as Laddie Dupar and Annabelle Tremont. Uh, Sobraj and Leclerc returned to Thailand using their latest victims' passports before the bodies could be identified. So they're just stealing people's passports and going everywhere. Yeah. Um, so they must not have pictures because they took it from a Canadian person and an American person. Yeah. Which, because, like, he's not white. He's not white. Because you said he, Vietnamese and Indian? I'm yeah. imagining not a white person. He's not a white person. <clears throat> Excuse me. He doesn't really look Vietnamese. He just kind of looks Indian. Okay. Well, still. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> the person at the gate is just like... You gave me good. a white woman's passport. Hmm. Okay, come on in. <laughs> come on. We got to pay for this flight anyway. <laughs> right. Welcome to France. 
Um, so they returned, or Sabraj returned to Thailand and discovered that his three French companions had started to suspect him of a serial murderer. Um, they found, in France this time. No, he's in Thailand now. Oh. Um, they found documents belonging to the murder victims. I think you might be a murderer. Who were all these passports from? Why are there so many people that they say that they're part of your cult? Question mark. I, I mean, we're not in a cult. Are we? Wait, now these are people, yeah. <laughs> that are in his cult. I don't, I don't think we're in a cult. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> you Do you have the same again? tattoo as me? <laughs> Did you also drink that dysentery? Mm, well. Mm, well. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then they play some like 70s uh, sitcom music over them. I'm imagining, for some reason, Scooby-Doo right now. <laughs> like I mean, the dancing scene of like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> candy, candy. Um, so. Where, why did my mind go to that? I don't know. I'm just like imagining like the, the Scooby-Doo people like dance. I don't know. I used to really enjoy the music. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was like, what is this song? I'm. This is lit. And it's like fucking hippie music. Yeah, exactly. Um, the entire show was kind of fucked up hippie stuff. I mean, all just cartoons shaggy. in the '80s and '80s were well, '90s too. '90s were fucked up cartoons. Scooby Doo's from the '70s. Oh, is it's it? Like from '69. Wow. But then they have all kinds of new ones. Yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about the one that was on like Cartoon Network in the '90s. Yeah, the, I mean, it still could be that one. Scooby Doo, where are you? Is the original. Mm-hmm. And that one's from 1969. That one, yes. Yeah. Yep. And yep. that's where the music is. Yes. Some weird hippie shit. So that makes shit. sense. Hippie shit. Um, yeah. Because so, the mystery machine was like the weird hippie flower. But there was never any smoke in there. And you know they were you all know, high. You know Shaggy was high, high as, as fuck. fuck. And Velma was like, get that smoke away from me. And like got secondhand high. No, I it. think she was doing it too. And then she was just like, do you guys know that the earth is not really flat? Um... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hit me out on this one. Jinkies. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you add uh, table salt to water, it boils slower. <laughs> Whoa. Anyway. Um, my glasses. I see so well now without my glasses. <laughs> I see so well with these glasses. Because my eye, my ocular lens is convex. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm just imagining like all of the Scooby crew like high as fuck right now. And Scrappy Doo doesn't actually exist. It's like some like mushrooms thing that they made up. Oh, 100%. <clears throat> I love that. It's just the trails. It's Scooby. Yeah. But it looks like they're two. Like, oh my god, they're Scrappy. <laughs> There's a smaller version of Scooby r- r- right next to you. We'll and it's Scrappy. talking too. <laughs> um, anyways, his former companions go back to Paris when they're like, I think he's a murderer. Okay. But they told the authorities before they left. The authorities in Thailand. In Thailand. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sobraj was like, we can't stay here. So he went to either Varanasi or Calcutta. Uh, and then he murdered an Israeli person named Avoni Jaka, Jacob. Why was I trying to... Jacob. J-A-C-O-B. Jacob. Jacob. I was like, gotta make it Israeli. <laughs> um... <laughs> And he killed him just to get his passport. Oh, cool. Um, so then he used that passport to travel with Leclerc and Chowdhury, first to Singapore, then to India, um, and then in 1976, returning to Bangkok. Uh, despite, Why would he go back to Thailand? I don't know. Uh, then 
he knew that the authorities were after him. The clan was interrogated by Thai police uh, in connection with the murders, but they were released because they feared that the negative publicity accompanying the murder trial would harm the country's tourist operations. Okay. Don't kill anybody again because this resort over here is great and we want people to come. But that's also slightly understandable because from what I understand about history slightly, because we also know I'm not very good at this, so everyone is welcome to call me out on everything historical that I've ever said because it's probably wrong. Uh, Thailand was one of the most stable countries at this time. Oh, yeah. So it's like everyone, they were like, hold on, we're not like that Vietnam up north. Like, they're all fucked up. We're not. Like, But India here. wasn't that bad either. India? They had just come out of uh, British occupation in the 50s, right? Um, no, I think it was the 80s. 1800s. Nah. Hey, Google. Gandhi was in the 50s. India become a nation. Diamond Nation is on 129 River Road in Flemington and is 1,373 miles away. Yep. Thanks, Google. I have a computer. When did India gain independence? August 15th, 1947. Okay. Chris was right for once. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> so meanwhile, Dutch diplomat Herman Knippenberg. Would you pronounce the K in Knippenberg or Knippenberg? Uh, knip, yeah. Knippenberg uh, was investigating the murders of Bintanja and Hemker. Um, he had some knowledge and had possibly even met Sobraj, although the the um, I, true identity of the diplomat is unknown because he went in as a went undercover. Yeah. Um, so with the help of a neighbor of Sobraj, uh, Knippenberg built a case against him, um, and he was eventually given police permission to search Sobraj's apartment uh, a full month after the suspect had left the country. Uh, then Knippenberg found evidence, including documents, passports, poison, syringes, um, he found them all, but they've already left the country. Um, they're on the way to Malaysia, where Chowdhury is trying to steal gems. Um, he was observed giving them to Sobraj, um, and that was the last time he was ever seen. Okay. Uh, and his re- remains have never been found. Um, then uh, somebody says that they found saw him in West Germany, but apparently that's unsubstantiated. Soon back in Asia, Sobraj started to build a new criminal family, starting with the two lost Western women, Barbara Smith and Mary Ellen Ether, in Bombay. Sobraj's next victim was a Frenchman, Jean-Luc Solomon, whose poisoning during a robbery simply intended to incapacitate him left him dead. Um, in July 1976, in New Delhi, Sobraj joined his three women three-woman criminal clan to trick a tour group of French postgraduate students into accepting them as his tour as their tour guides. Um, so then he drugged them all by giving them poison pills that he told them were anti-dysentery medicine, um, and they took effect very quickly, and the students began to fall unconscious. Three of the th- students realized what Sobraj had done. They overpowered him, contacted the police, and led to his final capture. Good, damn. During the interrogation, Sobraj's accomplices, Smith and Ether, quickly buckled and confessed. Sobraj was charged with the murder of Solomon, um, and all four were sent into Tihar Prison, New Delhi, while awaiting a formal trial. Um, but you're about to be mad. Oh, boy. So Smith and Ether, Ether attempted suicide in prison two years before their trial. Sobraj had entered with uh, precious gems concealed in his body. 
Where do you think they were? His butthole. Yep. Uh, and experienced in bribing captors and living comfortably in jail, he turned his trial into a, sick, a spectacle, hiring and firing loyals, lawyers at a whim, bringing his recently paroled brother Andre to assist, and eventually going on a hunger strike. He was sentenced to 12 years in prison uh, instead of the expected death penalty. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. He killed so many people in so many countries, and he got 12 years in prison. Which which country is he in prison? Or uh, was India. He in prison? India. Yeah. And he killed he killed ten people. Holy shit! Um, so because he probably bribed everyone with these gems. He bribed them all. One hundred percent. We need a kappa to steal <laughs> soul from his anus. Um, let's see. Uh, Leclerc was found guilty of drugging in uh, the French students, but was later paroled and returned to Canada when she developed ovarian cancer. Um, she still claims her innocence and is apparently still loyal to Sobraj, but she's dead. She died in 1984. So his systematic bribery of prison guards at Tihar reached outrageous levels. He led a life of luxury inside the jail with television, gourmet food, having befriended, befriended both guards and prisoners. He gave interviews to Western authors and journalists such as Oz's magazines, Richard Neville in the late 70s and Alan Dawson in the 80s. Uh, he freely talked about his murders while never actually admitting to them. He pretended that his actions were in retaliation against Western imperialism in Asia. Uh, so that he could try and be a martyr. Yep. Like, oh, I killed these people. These because... white people are coming after me. Yeah. Um, but he only murdered white people, so. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so Braj's sentence was about to end. Uh, a 20-year Thai arrest warrant, warrant uh, against him would have been valid, so he was about to uh, face extradition to Thailand, and they were probably going to kill him. So in 1986, his 10th year in prison, Sobraj threw a big party for all of his guard friends and fellow inmates. Uh, he drugged them all <laughs> with sleeping pills and walked out of the jail. Uh, Inspector Mad Oh my god! <laughs> Inspector Madhukar Zande of Mumbai Police apprehended Sobraj in Okokwero restaurant in Goa. Um, so he was like, I'm going to go eat some food. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then his prison term was prolonged by 10 years, so they he got him. And then they were like, you escaped jail. Ten you got to stay here for 10 more years. And after then you're bored they after. just threw a fucking party for him and he drugged everyone. Yep. And just left the jail. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's have a party because I'm here to celebrate. No, you're there to serve a sentence, bitch. Well, that's how he escaped dying in Thailand. Oh my god. Um, so <laughs> he had hoped he had done it on purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, so in, in 1997, 52-year-old Sobraj was released with most warrants, evidence, and even witnesses against him long lost. Without any country to extradite him, Indian authorities let him return to France. Is there more? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so Braj retired to a comfortable life in suburban Paris first. Uh, he hired a publicity agent and charged large sums of money for interviews and photographs. He is said to have charged over $15 million um, based for the, the rights for a movie based on his life, which is actually coming out on Netflix. <laughs> it's called The Serpent. Fuck Netflix. Yep. Uh, September Are you serious? He's uh -huh. being paid $15 million for a movie about his life. Yep. I don't know if $15 million is the actual sum. That's oh, but just... you just mean like 
And that's what he said he was yeah. paid, whatever. Um, so 2003, Sebraj was seen in Kathmandu by a journalist. Uh, the journalist quickly reported this to the Nepalese authorities, who arrested him two days later in the casino of the Yak and Yeti Hotel. Sobraj's motives for returning to Nepal are unknown, but he was sentenced to life imprisonment by Katu, Kathmandu District on 20th of August 2004 for the murders of Brazic and Carrier in 1975. Most of the photocopy evidence used against him in the case was uh, gathered by Knippenberg, um, the Dutch diplomat from Interpol. Um, he appealed against the conviction, claiming that he was sentenced without a trial, and his lawyer also announced that Chantal, Sobraj's wife in Fa uh, France, was filing a case before the European Court of Human Rights against the French government for, for refusing to provide him with any assistance. Sobraj's conviction was confirmed in the Patan Court of Appeals in 2005. Um, so he's still in jail. He's back in jail where he belongs now, Good. but in Nepal. Yeah. Um, 2000 and I'm not foreseeing that he's going to get out. Yeah, he's probably going to die now. Yeah, he's in old. Nepal? Yeah. Um, Nepal's not going to let him go. Yeah. Nepal people are nice. I'm not, not saying that Nepal. Nepal is not nice. I'm saying that they aren't going to let him go. Yeah, because they know he murdered two people. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, okay, all you other spineless bitches got stuck in all this red tape. Watch how some, it's done. Yeah, I'm going to hold this bitch hostage. But it's also 2007 now, so... Everybody is at least able to talk to each other now. Oh, Back yeah. in the 70s, I'm sure they were like, No. Listen. <laughs> you can we have don't know anything about that. He's a good we guy. We had a killer here. We, um, he threw us a party. I yeah. mean, what do you, we, who throws we, a, what kind of bad guy throws a party? Too. Like, um, so then. In 2007, Sabraj's lawyer appealed to Nicolas Sarkozy, the president of France, for intervention. Uh, 2008, Sabraj uh, announced his engagement with a Nepali woman, Nahita Biswa, who later participated in a reality show. <laughs> um, 2008, a press release through his fiancée, Nahita, claimed he was never convicted of murder in any court, and he asked the media to never refer to him as a serial killer. Um, it was claimed that Sobraj married his fiance on the 9th of October 2008 in jail. In jail. <laughs> on Badadashimi, a Nepalese festival. Uh, on the following day, Nepalese jail authorities dismissed the claim of this marriage. They said that Nahita and her family had been allowed to conduct a tika ceremony along with the relatives of hundreds of other prisoners, and they further cl claimed it was not a wedding but part of the ongoing Dashain festival when elders put their vermilion mark on the foreheads of people that are younger than them to signify their blessings. Um, in 2010, the Supreme Court of Nepal postponed the verdict on an appeal filed by Sabraj against the district court's verdict, sentencing him to life in prison for the uh, uh, murder of American backpacker, backpacker Connie Joe Bronzich. Um, Sobraj had appealed against the court's verdict in 2006, calling it unfair and accusing the judges of racism, which Nepal is between india and china and, and yeah so they're kind of the same yeah um anyways the 2010 the supreme court upheld the verdict issued by the district court in Kathmandu of a life sentence for the murder of connie joe bronzich and another year plus uh, a 2000 rupee fine for using a fake passport to travel 
So they were like, no, and you're fined. No, you can't get out, plus you owe us money. Um, so they seized all of his, his stuff, um, and then his mother-in-law, Shakuntala Thapa, and his wife, Nahita, expressed dissatisfaction at the verdict because they were probably benefiting off of all of his stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so they had claimed that Sobrash had been denied justice, um, and then they were charged and sent to judicial custody for contempt of court because of the remarks. Um, so so they ended up being in jail. They were like, you know what? You get in there with them. Yeah. You going to uh, cause a stir out here? Go in there. Yep. Go be with them. And he's still there. But apparently he's in critical condition. Critical condition. Critical. As of 2018, he's had several open heart surgeries and is scheduled for more. So he's probably going to die soon. Is it bad if I say good? I mean, we should never wish death upon anybody, but he's got a lot of heart attacks already. So why does he have to go through more? Yeah, just let him, like, oh, you're having a heart attack. Oh, Let darn. me do some CPR. Yeah, <sighs> I have. Yeah, I have. A, a part, similar to, the, I'll, we'll get there. Anyways, wow. Okay, it's like Austin Powers, but if it was a murderer. Yeah, because he was basically like, I'm gonna kill these people, but also I'm gonna go to a bunch of these different countries and do whatever the fuck I want to. Yep. And then I'm gonna kill some more people, and then you're gonna, gonna be steal like, gems and jewels and cars and people's passports because those are easy to hawk at other people yeah and then as soon as you're like hey we caught you be like but bitch i got some gyms listen i'm sick <laughs> i can't boo you whore get out of this jail cell <laughs> all right get out go home oh, love the drugs by the way Let me find when his his show is coming out. It's like the gyms are like a, hey, I got butthole gyms. You want some? <laughs> we talked got... about butthole souls last week. Now we got butthole gyms. What is our obsession with buttholes this month? I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. Good they're nice. <clears throat> excuse me. Everyone's got one. <laughs> but up, but up, but up. <laughs> so it does not have a release date for a serpent. Yeah, or it's not called Serpent. It's called Serpentine. No, The Serpent. What did I just say? I, I don't I fucking ser- know what you said. I said Serpent. Uh, oh, The Serpent. The Serpent. There's a difference. Is it already out? I don't know. Check it. Nickflix. Nipflips. Nipflips. Nip clips. What? Tell me what you're going to talk about. Okay. Um. So, I'm going to talk about... Uh, have you ever heard of the ABC killer? It's already out. Um, Final answer. No. You have not heard of the ABC killer. Well, let me tell you, bitch, because I'm ready to get started. I might have heard it. <clears throat> I'm not sure. Well, you haven't now. Okay. Um, so this one I kind of wrote as a story instead because his early life was not interesting. So I was like, Ugh. So oh I wrote it instead, and by that, I mean I copied a lot of stuff. Well, I just read mine verbatim from Wikipedia, okay. so. Um, so if this was an article or an, uh, an essay that I was submitting to, uh, what was that website you used to use when we were in high school? Turnitin.com. 
If this was submitted to turnin.com, this entire thing would be read. Uh, because a lot of this You is plagiarized the entire thing. I would have to say 90% of this is just like copy and paste. Uh, I reworded some things so that I could make it make a little bit more sense and make it sound kind of like me. Uh, so incoherent babbling. Wait, what is that from? Courage the Cowardly Dog? It, no. It might have been Courage the Cowardly Dog. I think they did it in multiple cartoons. Yeah. Humana, 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 humana. How do I spell that? If you know what that is, how do I spell humana? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, is that our title for the episode? <laughs> yeah. Well, I gotta figure out how to spell it now, because I just tried to type it in, and it's like, do you mean humana? H-M-M... I have H-U-M-A-N-A-H is what I had. Humana, 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 humana. Humana, 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 humana. Oh my gosh. H- I would say H M M M N N A. M M N N A. No. No. Oh my god. Did it work? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just remembering that TikTok that I like. Oh gosh. Hi. <laughs> Your name is George, but you told me to call you. <laughs> but you told me to call you vagina, 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 vagina. <laughs> I love that. And I tried to make Google do it, and, and I put in some shit like that, and it was just like, you're Spencer, but you told me to call you that's not what I meant. That's not, you're supposed to actually make sounds now, Google. I just want you to moan. Okay, well, we have to figure out how many. <laughs> okay. Mm. Okay, so let's talk. Let's, let me tell you a story. Let me paint you a picture real fast. Bring okay. me there. Bring me there. In 1995, a wave of mysterious murders <coughs> hit the country of South Africa. Whoa. South African authorities, virtually overrun by serial killers in the wake of apartheid's collapse. Did they know about it in North Africa? Stop it found four bodies of young black women who had been strangled and probably raped in the period between January and April 1995 in Adderidgeville. I'm getting significant Trump vibes from the way that you're talking. I don't like that. Okay, I'll stop. Um, Uh, Three uh, black women. I was trying to be like, oh God, I really sound like him, don't I? I mean. So this is the way I'm going to talk. Have your hands always been that small? (laughs) Do I like golden showers all of a sudden? I think so. <laughs> oh, God. Where am I? What's happening to me? Is my hair gone? Oh, wait. Who is it? Hello? A hooker. Oh, 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 my God. Pee on me. <laughs> Russian hooker urine. Oh, my God. Is it has Melania? just the right acidity. <laughs> Any hole is a gold. <laughs> oh, gross. Blech. Okay. So, anyways, now that I'm talking normally. Um, this was in Adderidgeville which is a suburb kind of thing west of Pretoria, which is one of three capitals of South Africa. <laughs> yep. I thought it was jo- Johannesburg as the Johannesburg, capital. Pretoria, and Cape Town are the three capitals, I believe. They have three capitals. And Pretoria okay. and Johannesburg are like an hour apart from each other. <laughs> yep. So it's like... I it, want to be. No, I want to be the capital. It would, yeah, it would basically be like if Texas was like, hey... San Antonio and Austin are both the capitals, but also El Paso. (laughs) (laughs) 
And you know what? Laredo's nice too. So why yeah, not that just, one? Just add a fourth one. Um, so this began a be, I want them to all make different legislation too. What? Oh, all the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I think that, uh, it's illegal to call Johannesburg the capital in Pretoria. You are not welcome here. <laughs> oh, are you Johannesburgian? Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so these four bodies that were found, this began a full chain of events that unearthed an appalling litany of brutality and death. I love the word litany. Me too. Um, that's why I left it in there because it was a pointless statement. Yep. <laughs> like we already know we're getting there because we're talking. We're, we're on our spoopy podcast. That's our spoopy podcast at our spoopy podcast That's reminds me of like writing papers and it's a word count and you have to be like it was ex. <laughs> the dog was big. This canine was so massive. The, in fact, this dark brown, lustful canine. <laughs> yes, exactly. Very that. <laughs> yes. Um, so newspapers became aware of the similarities. Similarities of the. Okay, hold on. <laughs> we gotta readjust my mouth for a second. Because none of these words are coming out of my mouth. Similarities are similarities so similar, they're are, huge. They're hugely similar. Bigly. Um, the newspapers became aware of the similarities in the modus operandi of operandi? Operandi, Oper, I would operandi? say. Operandi? It's like um, their I don't motive. Speak Latin. <laughs> Two different things. I don't speak <laughs> South African. <laughs> Uh, um, of the killing of each victim. So the modus operandi is the um, the motive, essentially, mm-hmm. of, of killing. Still so, doing that. What? The 12th grade paper. Oh, yeah. No. 500 the modus operandi. <laughs> um, the, we figured out why he did it. Yeah. <laughs> we found out why he fucking did it. Uh, of the... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm still stuck on that. <laughs> <laughs> like I need moving to back out. and forth between the mic like that. <laughs> it's like there's a fan in front of me. Whoa. Oh my god, it's like talking to the fan when you were a kid. <laughs> Hello. Wow. <laughs> I would just sit in front of it like this. Wow, 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 wow. You do that now. No, because we don't have this. I can't get that You just do it on the microphone. <laughs> exactly. You just like move the same microphone. Wow, wow, wow. Anyways, so the new, newspapers became aware of the similarities uh, between each victim. Uh, police were like, okay, there might be a serial killer. <laughs> like, <laughs> they tore off all of the fingers. Wow. No. I just, they might be related. Yeah, we'll see. We'll get to the actual modus operandi later. Uh, when the body of the two-year-old son of one of the victims was also discovered, it incited further media coverage. But in a society where that was, in a society that was used to violence, there was another. Yeah, word what that was year there. is this? Uh, this is 1994. Okay. 95. Sorry. And apartheid was like 1990, wasn't it? In 1989 was when it ended. Mm, yes. Final answer. Um, so the... 1880. <laughs> um, so the interest was very short-lived from the media, because they were like, okay, there's a kid that died, but they were like, oh, it's, just, it's just a kid. It's just a kid in a violent area already, like, okay, cool. Um, 
It wasn't until the recovery of a number of bodies within the general vicinity of Pretoria over the next few months, all sharing the same gruesome pattern of being raped, tied up, and strangled with their own underwear, that the story was revitalized to the public. Excuse me. On July 17th... On... What? July 17th, a witness... Oh, fuck, what did I do? We both fucked our shit okay, uh, this week. Okay, got it. Um, on the 17th of July, 1995, a witness saw a man who would end up being the killer acting suspicious, suspiciously while in the company of a young woman and discovered her body when he went to investigate. Unfortunately, the witness had been too far away to be able to identify the killer or stop the killing from happening. So he was like, that dude over there by that field is doing something weird. What's going on here? But didn't do anything. He's like, okay, cool. It's really weird. He's covered in blood and has a knife. (laughs) It's just a man by a field. I don't know what's happening. Um, A special investigating team was established within the Pretoria Murder and Robbery Unit in an effort to establish whether the bodies uh, conformed to a definite pattern. But the method of attack varied so much that it wasn't possible to narrow it down to just one killer. Um, As more victims were identified, the chronology... Chron- chronology. I said it right. Okay. Chronology oh of death. Some teaching fourth graders how to read. <laughs> I had to explain to a girl what couldn't meant today. Could, what does couldn't mean? Uh, she was like, coldent. Cool. I was like, the L doesn't make any noise. Codent? <laughs> Close. Could. Could. Uh, chronology of deaths, rather than the discovery of their bodies, became apparent there was clear evidence that the killer was evolving his murder technique to extract the um, greatest pain from his victims, assumedly increasing his own pleasure. This, this, his means of approach was also clarified. In a significant number of cases, the victim had been meeting someone who had promised them employment. So on the 16th of September, 1995, a what body a was... shitty job interview. It's like, hey. I'm here. Stab you, bitch. Uh, I don't know how to answer that question. (laughs) How how do I properly answer this as I'm bleeding through my chest? Uh, uh, I can't. Time is fleeting. (laughs) Stab. Tell me about a time that you overcame a difficult situation. Tell me about one of your weaknesses. This knife wound? (laughs) (laughs) My collapsing lung? My failing blood levels here? I I don't know. Um... So a body was discovered at the Van Dyke, Van Dyke Mine near Boxburg. Um, the investigation of the area revealed mass graves. Uh, forensic experts recovered 10 bodies in varying degrees of decomposition over the next 48 hours. Investigators were certain that the Boxburg, body, Boxburg bodies were linked to the victims at uh, Adderidgeville. Uh, media attention was intense throughout the recovery operation, and even President Nelson Mandela canceled a trip abroad and visited the scene with with high-ranking judiciary officials to ask the public for any support possible. Basically, he was like, yo, something's going on here, uh, and we need your help. <laughs> so if you got some information, get up here. Let a bitch know. Yeah, exactly. Um The public concern increased with the media coverage, and the local authorities sought external help from a retired FBI profiler, Robert Ressler, who arrived on the 23rd of September, 1995. Robert Ressler. 
So he assisted with the development on a profile of the serial killer, indicating that an intelligent, organized individual with a high sex drive was responsible, operating with a growing sense of confidence and perhaps with the assistance of a second killer. So they were like, we're not certain if there's only just one. Were all those bodies raped? Yes. They were all strangled with their own clothing, most of them with their own underwear. Uh, Some of them had their eyes covered. Uh, I didn't write this down, so I'm telling you now. Uh, so I'm going to have their eyes covered so they didn't have to look, or so the killer didn't have to look them in the eyes as they died. Um, but yeah, most of them were raped. Actually, he, we'll get there. Uh, but yes, almost every single one was raped and murdered and strangled with their own clothes. Wow. Um, so working conjunct- in conjunction with Dr. Mickey Pistorius, Ressler concluded the murders in all three communities were linked. So there was a third community named Cleveland outside of, Pretoria, which good name, sir. These are so, all like West Virginia town names. Well, so uh, South Africa was a Dutch colony. Yeah. Okay. Um, just check. Uh, but Boxburg. Yeah. So we've got uh, Adderidgeville, Boxburg, and um, Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. So we've got A, B, C, A, B, C, killer. <gasps> but how long did it find him to find a place with a Q? Yep. Quahog. <laughs> I'm going to spit out my wine, bitch! <laughs> he came all the way into a cartoon. He went to Quahog. Quahog. <laughs> um, so, Wilst. They used Wilst a lot, and I kept on changing it to Wile. Because, why? What is Wilst? W-H-I-L-S-T. Wilst. 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 Milady. <laughs> Milady. <laughs> I still can't get over that. <laughs> Milady. Milady. From a terrible Milady. <laughs> what was her name? Milady. <laughs> Virginia. Uh, what? <laughs> Milady, that's her name. Uh, Milady, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Malady. <laughs> the fuck <laughs> so while pro- the profiling was underway investigations at the site revealed that one of the victims found Amelia Rapidile had last been seen before an appointment to see a man named Moses Sithole on the 7th of September a job application form was found in which she was offered a position and when a second victim showed a similar connection to Sithole Police were confident that they had unearthed a likely suspect. Surprise, we're only one and a half pages in. We've got three. What happened what? next? They were unable to locate Seth Hole, however, who continued with his killing spree, unfazed by the manhunt and media attention. So he was like, I'm still in Pretoria, bitch. Like, I'm going to keep killing people. Holla. I don't fucking care. Like, get over it. So the police finally got their big break. In early October of 1995, so mind you, these have been going on since January, um, when a Cape Town newspaper known as The Star received an an, uh, anonymous, I almost said autonomous, anonymous telephone call from the Slayer. He identified himself as, quote, the man that is so highly wanted, end quote, describing his murders as an act of revenge for a prior miscarriage of justice. 
as the as described by as described by the caller, he had been arrested in 1978 for a quote crime I didn't do end quote and spent the next 14 years in prison where he was abused and tortured by fellow inmates. To I didn't do it. So I'm going to kill more people just to be mad about it. I didn't fucking kill anyone, and I was abused in prison, so everyone has to fucking suffer, okay? Uh, Essentially. To, to make it worse, the caller says his parents and sister had died while he was wrongfully in prison for 14 years. Uh, in retaliation for those wrongs, he explained, quote, I force a woman to go where I want, and when I go there, I tell them, do you know what I want? Question mark. I was hurt, so I'm doing it now. And then I kill them. End quote. When... Do you... What? That's not a good reason. No, it's not. Basically, he says... He says I, was I was wronged, so you have to suffer. And you didn't accused, have anything to do yeah. with it. He's basically saying, like, I was accused... Like, I'm not siding with him. I'm just saying this is what he's saying. He says, I was wrongly accused of rape, and I didn't fucking do it. And I spent 14 years in jail for it. But now I'm going to fucking rape people and kill them because this is what you get for wrongfully imprisoning me. Like, okay. Uh, Logical conclusion to come yeah. to. I mean, the San Antonio 4 didn't go and mess up some kids' lives after being wrongfully imprisoned for 14 years. <laughs> like, we're going to go become actual pedophiles now. Yeah, exactly. They didn't fucking do that. Um, ooh, text message. Uh, anyways. Big boobs. Ooh, big boobs. Actually, it was Savannah. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, big boobs. <laughs> She's going to hate listening to this and be like, you fuckers. What was their nickname that she hated being called? <gasps> Tits McGee. Ah. <laughs> uh, so nice. Uh, we said that with so much love in our hearts. We love Savannah. Well, Savannah Go follow her at Croc Pocket <laughs> on Twitter. Croc Pocket. <laughs> oh, I saw this thing earlier that was... Hold on. Let me show you this meme because it's funny. Yes, it's relevant. I love memes. I'll post this meme on our spoopy podcast at rspoopypodcast.com and our and by that I mean our Instagram. Where are my photos? Uh, loading, loading this one. <laughs> what are they filled with? Crocs. <laughs> I saved it and Savannah. She was like, Whoa. Those are probably so delicious and comfortable. Croc tarts. <laughs> uh, anyways. Um, yes so after he was like yeah I'll kill him whatever um, when asked <coughs> how many victims he had killed the caller claimed 76 which is twice as many as the police had found at this point uh, so they were like oh you got 76 bodies somewhere because we haven't found that many um, to verify his claim, he signed off with directions to the corpse of, quote, a lady I don't think the police have discovered yet, end quote. Mm -hmm. So to verify his claim, they went and found this, this body. Yeah, like, you don't believe me? <laughs> Go find it. There's a hooker on the corner of 27th and Juliet. Yeah, these weren't hookers. These were women looking for actual jobs. This is a, a woman. She is a upstanding citizen of the community. Yes. Um, so now that a profile had been created for Moses Sithole, there was a manhunt now in the public domain. Sithole tried to seek assistance from his family members, but undercover police uh, intercepted, a intercepted him on 18th... Oh my gosh, these dates that are backwards. On October 18th, 1995. Um, unwilling to go quietly. What do you think he did? 
killed the police people? He attacked the police with an axe. Yep. Uh, injuring one of them before he was shot in the leg and the stomach by a policeman, then hospitalized, then operated on, and then transferred to a secure military hospital in Pretoria where he admitted to numerous killings while being interviewed by detectives. He also denied ever having an accomplice and believed that some copycat murders had been uh, executed using the same modus operandi. So, like I said earlier, there was the, a wave of serial killers going across South Africa at this time, uh, and this was just like one of the biggest ones. Um, a, a police claim said that uh, he had waived his right to an attorney while making his confession that was later denied in court. Um, by the time Sithole's trial began on the 21st of October 1996, mounting evidence saw the total charges against him increase to 38 counts of murder, 40 counts of rape, and 6 counts of robbery. He pleaded not guilty to all charges, even though he had told people, yeah, I fucking killed him. Yep. Uh, I didn't write it down. Yeah. <laughs> Building a uh, building a chronological picture of his crimes, the prosecution in, uh, introduced harrowing testimony from his earlier uh, earliest rape victims, detailing their ordeals at the hands of Sithole before his first conviction, uh, of before his first conviction for rape. Yeah, so he had been accused of rape twice before all of this, back in the uh, late '80s, I believe it was. Um, and he got convicted to one of them. That was the one that sent him to jail for 14 years. He got out after like five years um, for good behavior or whatever. So basically this entire time he was just like, well, fuck, I raped no one. I'm going to do it again. Like, I'm going to kill everyone. Uh, so these two people got to be involved in the trial again. And it like started all over again, essentially. Um, so there Do you think the judge said, welcome back, everyone? Yeah. So we're back 10 years later. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, there followed a detailed examination of his connection with each of the murdered victims um, with testimony about the alleged alleged uh, job offers and the specific techniques used to lure his victims to their deaths. Sithole appeared cool and collected throughout. He was just like, cool, this is happening. I'm on trial. Uh, on the 3rd of December, 1996, uh, the prosecution introduced a video that had been shot during Sithole's initial incarceration in which Sithole candidly admitted to 29 murders. So he was hanging out with his gym, gym buddies, his jail buddies. Um, at a party where yeah, they at drugged a party everyone. Where, yeah, exactly. Uh, where he's like, he described the technique in some detail, although he claims that he began killing only in July of 1995, uh, not January, when they had originally started finding bodies. Selecting his victims for the resemblance to the rape victim, Buiza Doris Swakamiza. Um, so she was the... I love that Doris in the middle. Yeah, seriously. Um, she's the one who he was put in jail for, uh, whom he regarded as responsible for his first jail sentence. There you go. Um, the legality of the admissibility of this tape recorded illegally in a jail cell caused the trial to be delayed until the 29th of January of 1997. Why, is it, uh, that, why was that illegal then? Because to they, videotape somebody in prison? Because in Texas, you're allowed to videotape someone without their knowledge because only one party needs to know that there's a videotape. Uh, in a lot of other places, you have to have both parties know that you're videotaping them or mm. taping them, recording them, essentially. So, I mean, even in, in the United States, we have different states that have different laws like that. But I feel like in jail? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I don't know about, I don't know if there's like video recording or what, but like some of these people had like. Uh, Wires. Uh, yeah, wires on their their body as well as like cameras that he was recorded on. So 
<laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so. <laughs> Be as shady as possible. Like, oh. <laughs> Meow. Is that Kennedy? <laughs> yep. Okay. Um... So, there was also technical issues relating to it, as well as Sithole's original confession caused the trial to drag on until the 29th of July in 1997. So, this has now gone on for a full 18 months now. Gone on for quite a while. A while? A while. Uh, when the judge finally ruled that the evidence was admissible. Finally. Wait, hold on. I have to look something up. Um, stand by. Technical issues. I'll just wave at Thomas while. Okay. Hi. Um, uh, 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 Have you seen the um where that's about music? No. Well, and, probably. Well, is it new uh, or old? Old uh. Oh, then probably yes. <laughs> Katya gets into Trixie's ear and she's like Ooh. and then Trixie says don't ever sing to me again <laughs> that's me right now <laughs> don't ever sing so this is in between that so um, a full year passed before Moses Sithel made his first court appearance on October 22nd of 1996 formally charged with 38 murders 40 rapes and 6 counts of robbery uh, Robert Robbery Robbery <laughs> Robert <laughs> Lee charged with Robbery <laughs> You didn't do those robberies. <laughs> I'd make a great police officer, right? <laughs> Listen, we got you on st- on Stamra, okay? <laughs> you got those robberies? <laughs> How many robberies did you do? Put on these handies. Handy cubs. <laughs> handy handy cubs. cubs. And get in the back of my <laughs> police bar. handy Put on handy cubs. Put on these handy cubs. You're in jail for robberies. Oh my god, is that the name of the episode? Is it humming, humming, humming? Humming, humming, humming. Put on these handy cubs. I'm literally crying. Holy shit. of the laughing do I have to cut out of this? I, no, leave it all. They can all laugh with us. And they're not laughing at Robbities and Andy Coates. <laughs> <laughs> then they are not our friends, okay? <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll breathe in. Okay. Uh, out. So his trial was scheduled to begin on November 14th, but was postponed because he arrived in court with his pants drenched in blood. Uh, he was rushed to the hospital and treated for an open knee wound, uh, apparently sustained at the Pretoria Central Prison. Um, when his trial finally convened in February of 1997, the American voice expert identified Sithole as the caller who had boasted his murders uh, to the reporters at the Star. Um, switching back over to the... Sorry, still cackling. How um, did they... They recorded that conversation? It was... Yeah. It was a, it was just, a phone call to a news a, source. A, yeah. They just had that available? I don't know. I feel like... 
Or they put a that, or it's like voice believable. recorder right up next to the. Well, they yeah, you're right. It would have been a voice something. Well, if, maybe if you call them the station. On live television? No, no, it wasn't television. It was the uh, uh, newspaper. I don't know. It's probably okay. recorded. It's recorded somehow. It was somewhere. Technical issues uh, dragged on to the 29th of July, 1997, when the judge finally ruled that the evidence was admissible. Uh, said that already. The prosecution rested the, uh, its case on the 15th of August, 1997. The defense case depended lar- largely on Sithel's denial of any involvement in the killing when he took the witness box, but his testimony was often rambling and incoherent. Very much like me every single time <laughs> on this podcast. Properties that handicaps. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Robbity's handicaps. That's what they're called. Put on these handicaps. <laughs> okay. <we're... sighs> ah. So on the 4th of December, 1997, more than a year after the case had commenced, uh, Moses Sithole was found guilty on all charges. It took three hours to read the verdict, with the consequence that sentencing, sentencing had to be postponed until the next day. Next morning, the judge made a statement stating that, in a view of the abhorrent nature of the crimes, he would have no hesitation in pronouncing a death sentence to Sithole. However, since the death penalty in South Africa had been declared unconstitutional in 1995, two years before this, Sithole was sentenced to 2,410 years in prison, with no possibility of parole for at least 930 years. Clearly, the sentence meant to keep Sithel behind bars for the rest of his life. That's how you do it. Yep. Because here so, they're like, 25 years to life. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you get out after two years of good behavior. I know we said 25, but you've just been such a good boy. You've just been sitting in your little corner and just getting fucked by all the other people in the prison. Why don't, why don't you come out and murder come some more people? Just come on. Come here. Come on. Let's go. Free. Let's take off these handicaps. <laughs> Yeah, we forget about uh, the Robertys. So one thing that I didn't like that I didn't include, but I'm going to include it now, is that every single article mentioned multiple times that he tested HIV positive, and I was like, why does it fucking matter? Um, but in one article, it did make it make sense because um, his entire family tested positive for HIV and then died of the illness, but he gets treated for it while he's in prison. Because they in South Africa you don't get free or you don't get free treatment until the age of sixty five, and he gets it because he's in the prison. So basically, he gets his life elongated while he's sitting in prison, even though he killed thirty eight to seventy six people, um, and he just gets to hang out there while he's being treated. So he's still apparently alive. So, <laughs> wow. That was the entire time I was like, why do you guys keep mentioning this? Like, what's the point of you telling me that he's HIV positive? Like, no reason. Besides just to, like, cause more of a scare of HIV, HIV. for no fucking reason. <laughs> yeah. um, but it, the other article made it make sense. Because hmm. they were like, it's kind of ironic that this man is, was basically sentenced to life in prison, but keeps getting He already had life. a death sentence. Yeah, but then exactly. took it away. Yeah, exactly. Like, you have, like, a literal ticking time bomb inside of your body, potentially. Nowadays, modern medicine is different. I mean, if he's not getting treatment, then yes, it's yeah, a yeah. time long. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, it was it was just like, why do you mention that? But yeah, that entire thing, I didn't get much about his early life or any story about why he did the things or anything like that. Uh, it was just 
the story of discovery of him. Wow. Yeah. yeah I mean, th- we know why he did it. Well, he reasons that he did it, but <laughs> it doesn't make sense. But, no. He yeah. liked murdering and raping. That's why he exactly. did it. You're not getting back at anybody. Nobody yeah. believes that. Yeah. Wikipedia <laughs> had a list of all of the victims as well. Um, and there was two, three, six, about eight unidentified victims. But all, every single one of them was female. All between the age of eight. I thought she said he murdered a little boy. They thought that he murdered a little boy. Oh. But they couldn't confirm that. Probably did. Yeah. So there is one boy in there. Yeah. And they have it mentioned in his numbers, but it, they're not certain. So what's the final total? Um, so the ones that he was convicted of was 38. Um, but he said 76 at but the highest. But he said 76 on the phone. So I don't know if he was exaggerating that to try and get more coverage or if he actually did that and they just never found any of the bodies because South Africa is a vast, vast area. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So 38 confirmed victims that they found with the same modus operandi. <laughs> modus operandi. Um, yes. Wow. Yeah. Hey, are you a small business trying to do it all? <laughs> <laughs> what a t- transition. <laughs> Listen, my middle name is Segway, <laughs> and it's after the Segway machine. Spencer, not... <laughs> Segway, Simone. Uh-huh. Oh my god, you got triple S. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Take marketing, for example. <laughs> See how I did that again? Yep. <laughs> Nowadays, your business has to have a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn account. Who has time to take pictures, write posts, and get them all posted online, let alone comment, share, and respond to followers? Don't worry. Let Economy Works help. Oh. The Economy Works Talent Network is here to help you do marketing so you can grow your business. Economy Works. When we work, the, the economy, economy works. works. You can find out more at economyworks.com. That's E C O N O M I W O R K S.com. Um, do we, we have an official like website for us, right? Not us, but yeah. Like all of us. I'm going to come up with the jingle right now. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Rob D's in handcuffs here at the here at the humana, humana, humana. Can, that, that's just the baseline. Humana, 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 yeah. humana. Robert D's handcuffs. <laughs> um, I think we could talk about it by stating our sister podcast <gasps> plug. The Ready? Let's, Let's talk, talk about gay stuff podcast. Yes, available on the Listen Works Network. Yes, uh, they that talk a lot about network. gay shit. They do. That's Everything. It. That's all. That's all, all we gay. Give them. All gay all the time. All gay. 100%. I'm so behind on their podcast. I feel so bad. I, I'm behind on our podcast. Pablo. What the fuck are you Pop. doing? Nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. Robities. Robities and handcubbies. Handicubs. <laughs> but give them a listen over at uh, Let's Talk About Gay Stuff. They've got some really good stuff to say, say that's very important to also, us. Also, give them a follow, too, because I absolutely love getting a daily history lesson because my little tiny gay heart is like, I know nothing about history. It's like, hey, bitch, this happened. I'm like, okay. Dr. Seuss wrote a book about that. Wasn't it the Grinch? His big gay heart grew 12 sizes that day. My heart didn't grow. (laughs) It just got a little less black. (laughs) It was just like, aw, a little bit of rainbow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Oh, that's just like gastric bypass. There's a monster trying to escape. Meow. That's Kennedy. <laughs> Kennedy. 
Will you open that door? Yeah. Uh. <clears throat> that probably means something. Monster. What, that he's escaping? Welcome to the podcast, Kennedy. Again. Huh? Again. Yeah, he's on. Oh, he's got a story. <laughs> he's got a scarf, too. Um, well, we should tell them where they can find us and listen to... Uh, not listen to us. What do they do? They could find us on OurSpoopyPodcast.com. That's OurSpoopyPodcast.com or OurSpoopyPodcast at Instagram. OurSpoopy on Twitter and OurSpoop on Facebook. Nope. Yeah. Our Spoopy on Facebook and Our no. Spoop on Twitter. All right, other way around. You were right the first time. No, because you can't put Poopy on Facebook, remember? You just said it was... You corrected yourself to Poopy on Facebook. It's Our Spoop on Facebook. It's our Spoop right on face- Facebook. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Yep. Final answer. Um, but if you want to email us, and by that I mean Spencer. You could go to our spoopy pod, or you could send it to our spoopy podcast at gmail.com. Exactly. Why don't you go and leave us a review? Tell us what you think. Please we want to know. Us. We want to do things. Let us know if there's a story that you want to hear, you know? Yeah. That's one thing, like... We've not been doing this for 28 weeks, and we've gotten, what, two emails? And both of them were from Gloria? Yep. <laughs> we love it, Gloria. Keep doing it. No, we got that one from the girl who hates how I say <laughs> um, Edinburgh. But, yeah. Then she sent it in uh, Gaelic. Gaelic? Gaelic. Um, that's what December could be. Gaelic? List- no. Oh. <laughs> Listener review requests. <gasps> I love that idea. Because well, we November's week to coming to an off. end. I know. So I'm just going to think about what I like. <laughs> I'll find out my own review requests. <laughs> Maybe I'll ask like one of my cousins or something. It's like wrap up the year and like let us know. Yeah. Or we wait until our one year in April slash May. May. Well, no, I mean like oh, not yeah. going into May. Because we started at the beginning of May. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, my eyes are already swollen because... <laughs> Because of Bobby D's and handicaps. from handicaps. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay, let's wrap this up. <laughs> We're coming in right at one hour and 30 minutes, so wow. I think that we should tell people to get spoopy, spoopy with, with it. it.